This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Because he wasn't doing a good job, very simply. He was not doing a good job. Well, that was uh, U.S. President Donald Trump today, uh, very much to the point about why he fired FBI Director James Cohen. Uh, came down as a huge bombshell yesterday. I don't know that anybody was anticipating this. Uh, so a lot of people caught off guard by Comey's sudden firing. What makes it odd is that apparently in January, Trump had told Comey to his face that his job was safe. In an interview last month, Trump said that Comey had his confidence. Just last week, White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer said that Trump had confidence in James Comey. Uh, Look, Comey has had some missteps. And it is true that there have been Democrats, uh, certainly last year, late in the election, that suggested that maybe he should be fired. That perhaps if Hillary had won the election, maybe that's what would have happened. A president obviously has the prerogative to fire an FBI director. Bill Clinton did so, although that was after a six-month investigation and a major report into some pretty serious misconduct by that particular FBI director. So the reasons here don't seem entirely clear. Uh, And certainly uh, some accounts today, the Wall Street Journal, also in Politico, uh, about the things that Trump was angry about that weren't necessarily cited as reasons uh, by the White House yesterday. Now, this comes uh, amid reports that uh, Comey had asked for additional resources to conduct this uh, Russia probe. So that's the big issue here, is the apparent conflict of interest and maybe the desire by the White House to make this investigation go away. All right. Well, it's been an eventful day already. Joining us for the latest on this uh, story, Jackson uh, Prosco joins us, uh, Washington Bureau Chief for Global News. Jackson, thanks for joining us here. Hey, great to be with you, Rob. So we got reaction from from all over the place, uh, politicians on both sides of the aisle weighing in on this. We heard from the Deputy White House Press Secretary, uh, Secretary today. So do we have some more clarity as to, to how this all unfolded yesterday? Well, as the White House tells it, the president had slowly been losing faith in James Comey over the recent weeks and months. But as you just uh, explained, that's certainly not what the president has been saying publicly. Uh, as far as the White House is concerned, they say that the deputy attorney general uh, met with the president on Monday and delivered sort of the lists of concerns that are outlined in the memo that was ultimately used in James Comey's firing. But they say that the president didn't make the final decision to fire James Comey until yesterday. Uh, and then we saw how that played out. Now, obviously, not. Uh, not a lot of people in Washington are buying that explanation. The, the big question is, why do it now? What was the, the sudden impetus to do this if the president had had concerns that have been building for so long? And, Rob, uh, no one has really been able to give us an answer on, on that. Right. And I know there's some issues around timing here because the deputy attorney general who ultimately wrote this memo, he was only just approved, I think, in late April. So this has all happened relatively quickly. And there were questions about whether Trump had asked uh, Rosenstein to prepare that memo, whether they'd been working on this on their own. I mean, complicating things even more is the fact that uh, the attorney general, uh, he has already recused himself from matters pertaining to this Russia investigation. So it makes it even all the more awkward that, that he's in the midst of all of this. 
Yeah, now if you really drill down and sort of read into the fine print here, that, that memo from Rob Rosenstein uh, does not explicitly say fire James Comey. All it does is sort of lay out a picture of, I guess, what they would consider to be misconduct, for lack of a better word, or improper conduct. It's then the Attorney General who brings forward the recommendation and says, probably time to fire him, and then the President who actually makes that decision. So it's kind of interesting to see how this was passed up the chain of command. But as, as you point out, the optics here, no matter what the reasoning is, are not good, that a president whose associates are under investigation has fired the guy who was leading that investigation at the recommendation of the other guy who recused himself from that investigation. Right. It's awkward, to, to say the least. Now, there have been some stories as well suggesting maybe that the president of the White House uh, had underestimated how this was going to go over. I mean, the very first tweet that Donald Trump fired off about this was to take a, a shot at uh, Senator Chuck Schumer. Uh, and that's one of the people he spoke to, that there was some they, they were taken aback by by the reaction. Yeah, I mean, you have to wonder how the White House didn't see this coming, but my understanding is their assumption would be that Democrats would applaud this move because obviously many Democrats feel that James Comey cost them the election by making those statements about Hillary Clinton and her emails and the renewed investigation into them just 11 days before the election. Turns out, though, that is not the case. Most Democrats quite upset. They were happy to let James Comey run the uh, FBI investigation into alleged ties between Trump associates and Russia. They sort of felt that it was a chance for the FBI to director to redeem himself, and at the end of the day, they feel that he's a, a career law enforcement official who was probably the right person to have some sort of independence from the White House uh, when it came to leading that investigation. All right, so there, there's no obvious successor in place. I mean, that's something that, that some critics have pointed to that suggests this was really a, a rash decision. Uh, so what happens now? Yeah, so at this point, they are searching for someone to be an interim FBI director. There's a deputy director who is filling that role on a very short-term basis. The White House is looking for someone slightly longer term. And then longer term, they will have to find someone and appoint someone. And that's where Democrats become increasingly concerned, because they worry that uh, the president will not appoint someone who will guarantee the neutrality or uh, scope of the Russia investigation as it was under Director Comey. Uh, one piece of context here, there are reports out today that in fact Director Comey had gone to the Deputy Attorney General just last week seeking more money and resources for the Russia investigation. In other words, he wanted to expand the investigation and was fired uh, roughly a week later. Well, and I mean, the other question going forward is whether we're going to hear from James Comey at some point. I believe he's been uh, invited to speak behind closed doors uh, with the Senate Intelligence Committee. But any words on whether he'll be making any kind of a statement going forward? Yeah, that's right. He's been invited to testify on Capitol Hill. We actually don't know if it'll be behind closed doors or not. We still have to find out if he'll even accept the invitation, but that would be next Tuesday. He was originally scheduled to testify behind closed doors uh, to the Senate Intelligence Committee on Thursday, but obviously being as he's no longer the FBI director, the acting director will fill that role now instead. All right. And amid all of this, I mean, the, the, the timing is strange. The optics are, are weird, but uh, Trump is meeting today with, with the Russian foreign minister. Yes, he is. In fact, uh, Sergei Lavrov was first at the State Department this morning where he actually cracked jokes about James Comey's firing when asked if he thought that would somehow impact his relations with the U.S. Then he headed to the White House, and in just another moment of bizarre optics, uh, he met privately with President Trump, uh, as well as the Russian ambassador here in the U.S., the man who, of course, brought down Michael Flynn because of their undisclosed contacts. That all took place behind closed doors. Media were not allowed in except for a Russian photographer, and so all the official photos of the event right now are coming from Russian media, not American media. Well, it's certainly an interesting day, Jackson. Appreciate the update here. Thanks for making some time for us. 
Always a pleasure. All right, there you go. That's Jackson Prosco. He is a, a Global News Washington Bureau Chief following uh, developments today, and it's uh, certainly already been an eventful day. Uh, so there's a couple of issues here uh, that, that Comey legitimately had made some some missteps. And so it is it is a challenge to defend him in that sense. And uh, obviously, he, he has made some enemies in both parties, both the Democrats and the Republicans. So there, there are some legitimate issues in all of this, but it's just you got to look at it from the perspective of the, the conflict of interest here involving the president and his anger about this Russia investigation and his anger and frustration that James Comey was not making all of this go away. That's a big, big problem. There was a really interesting piece. Uh, it's up today at uh, nationalreview.com. Uh, David French, we've had on this program before. Uh, he's certainly criticized Donald Trump, but has also defended him, too. In fact, we had David French on uh, a few months ago to talk about the uh, travel ban, the executive order, which uh, David French was defending. But he's got an interesting piece today about this decision. Now, he says President Trump's decision to fire Comey while defensible in the abstract, is profoundly, deeply flawed in context. There are three ongoing investigations of Russian interference of the FBI in the House and in the Senate, and two of them have been thrown into chaos. The chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunez, engaged in a bizarre series of acts that seemed far more calculated to help Trump win a news cycle than meaningfully advance a vital investigation. He then rightly excused himself from the Russia probe. Now the FBI has lost its leader, leaving only the Senate Intelligence Committee, which has thankfully conducted itself thus far with professionalism and integrity. But that's not all. It's important to remember the Attorney General, Jeff Sessions, has also recused himself from the investigation because of problematic, to put it mildly, testimony during his Senate confirmation hearing. Additionally, Trump has lost a campaign chairman, a foreign policy advisor, and a national security advisor in large part because of their own problematic Russian ties. Trump has lost advisors. He's fired one of his chief investigators. Others have been forced to recuse themselves. All of this compounds Trump's pre-existing trust problem. Trump and his team have misled the public repeatedly about contacts with Russia, and new reporting show there is reason to be concerned for Trump's, that Trump's explanation for firing Comey is sheer pretext. This from Politico this morning. That Trump had grown enraged by the Russia, Russia investigation, two advisors said, frustrated by his inability to control the mushrooming narrative around Russia. He repeatedly asked aides why the Russia investigation wouldn't disappear and demanded they speak out for him. He would sometimes scream at television clips about the probe, one advisor said. As David French knows, this is troubling, especially considering two other additional facts. Trump met with Comey in January and reportedly assured him that his job was secure. Now, keep in mind, in January, we all knew the material facts about Comey's handling of the Clinton email controversy, the very controversy that allegedly cost him his job. Second, the New York Times and multiple outlets are reporting that Trump fired Comey just after he asked for additional resources for the Russia probe. Now, the Department of Justice is denying this, but the reports undeniably compound Trump's problems. Trump fired Comey for months-old misconduct after reassuring him he would keep his job just as Comey escalated investigation that is so infuriating to Trump that it causes him to reportedly scream at the television. Nothing about that builds confidence. Nothing about that says that Trump's primary concern is the integrity of the FBI. Now, French goes on to say that online talk of a constitutional crisis is premature to say the least. Trump can and should repair at least a measure of the damage by choosing an outstanding and respected replacement for Comey. A person will pledge to continue the Russia investigation to its completion. 
Congress can and should establish a select committee to investigate Russian electoral interference and potential government misconduct, including potential abuses of power and unlawful leaks. Amid all the outrage and fury, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that we still don't have a single credible report of collusion between Trump campaign officials and Russian intelligence. At the same time, we still don't know the full story of Russian efforts to disrupt our presidential election. The crisis isn't constitutional. It's a crisis of confidence in our public institutions. By firing James Comey, Trump made the decisive case for a truly independent investigation. May it commence with all deliberate speed. I think that's a a fantastic summary of kind of where we're at and the problems this decision yesterday has created. Anyway, 403-974-8255 is our telephone number. We're back with more right after this. By 403-974-8255. I mean, just imagine in 2002, Jean Chrétien firing Auditor General Sheila Fraser, who was digging into the sponsorship scandal. Or imagine even now, Justin Trudeau firing the ethics commissioner. Been investigating the Trudeau government. I mean, it's just, we would be outraged. And understandably so. Or Alison Redford firing the uh, ethics commissioner when he was looking into tobacco gate and other matters, right? That would be a huge conflict of interest. So that's the problem here. And Trump just comes across as vain and petty and unhinged. And he does have a Russian problem. All his uh, ranting, all his posturing can't make that go away. Right? The, The facts are there regarding Mike Flynn, regarding Paul Manafort, regarding Carter Page. There's no avoiding that or escaping that. So we'll see where this all goes. Uh, And hopefully this investigation uh, will continue. As David French points out in his piece, you've still got the Senate Intelligence Committee. And it's possible that, you know, things will continue as they were with the FBI. But it's interesting, these stories, that that Comey had requested more resources for this at a time when it seems the president wants all of this to go away. So, like so many things he's done before... In reacting to this, he just makes it worse. When he sends out these weird ranting tweets about it, it just makes it worse. So he's trying to make the story go away. He brings it right back front and center by doing or saying something stupid. So, yeah, here we go again. I think he's made this situation even worse for himself. And again, just the stories yesterday that they were caught off guard by the reaction. They thought everyone would be great with this. It uh, just shows that it's uh, maybe still amateur hour in the Trump White House. Right? You look at all the missteps they've had. Certainly around the travel ban and other things. It's, uh, it's not gone smoothly. Not at all. Doesn't seem as though it's getting any better. Uh, here's a little bit more on this front here today. This was Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. Uh, he was uh, standing there with Rex Tillerson, the, the Secretary of State, earlier today. And as they were walking away and reporters are shouting questions, this was the joke that Lavrov cracked. Was he fired? You are kidding. You are kidding. He says, was he fired? You're kidding. You're kidding. Uh, this from earlier today, uh, this is uh, Vice President Mike Pence, who says that the decision yesterday had nothing to do with this Russia investigation. Well, as you know very clearly, as has been stated repeatedly and the president has been told, um, he's not under investigation. And as former Director Clapper of the Department of the, uh, the Director of National Intelligence said, uh, there is no evidence uh, of collusion uh, between, uh, between our campaign and, and, 
any Russian officials. That's but not what. But let me let me be clear with you. That was not what this is about. That's not what this was about. We also have Republican Senator John McCain, though, speaking to CNN this morning, says this this doesn't pass the smell test for him. Does it also worry you that this firing came right at the same time as the FBI was investigating the Trump campaign connections to Russia? I think they've been investigating the Trump campaign's connections with Russia for a long time. I just think that it uh, obviously was not done in an efficient fashion. But when you fire probably, arguably, the most respected person in America, you'd better have a very good explanation. And so far, I haven't seen that. You don't buy the Clinton email explanation that he mishandled the Clinton emails, that's why he was fired? I don't believe that that is sufficient rationale for removing the director of the FBI. And I regret that it's happened. We have a lot of issues and challenges, and this just diverts a lot of that attention. All right. So there, there are Republicans who are demanding answers here. They weren't just going to fall into line. John McCain apparently wanted them. Nebraska's Ben Sasse and others. Uh, and there should be pointed questions. And hopefully the, the Senate's Intelligence Committee can still continue its investigation. All right. So interesting developments. There. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.